WKCR FM, New York. This is Jazz Alternatives. My name is Mitch Goldman. Oh, we're going deep. We're going to deep focus tonight on a great subject with a fantastic guest. This is live music you've never heard from Tony Williams' lifetime on WKCR. Tony Williams' lifetime. Tony.
It's hard to stop it. But you are listening to WKCR. I'm Mitch Goldman. We call this show Deep Focus. And uh, you are about to find out the reason why. As I welcome back to the studio, William Hooker. Thank you for coming up tonight. Thank you, Mitch, for letting me come up. We, As you know, we do this program. Yes. I go to you, the guest, uh-huh. and ask you for... Uh, where we might focus our laser, an artist that you want to talk about. And uh, this is the third one of these ones you're doing. Okay. The first one was Rashid Ali. Yes. Second one was Elvin Jones. Absolutely. Two multi-percussionists like your own self. Thank you. Third one, yep. we've got, we're in the presence of truly, truly one of the masters, Tony Williams on drums. But our attention is on the man playing the organ. And Who did I choose? <laughs> you chose. I hope, I hope I got it right. How did you feel when I told you that? <laughs> oh, thrilled. We're, we're talking about Larry Young, the yeah. great organ player. And uh, this is one of many, many, many bands that he was part of, that, uh, including his own as well, that would have been, those bands would have been different. Those dates would have been different. The music would have been a whole different thing. Anytime he he is like a gravitational force, like a black hole that just pulls the music in a whole other direction when he's around. And I uh, was delighted to hear those <laughs> syllables come out of your mouth. Larry Young. Larry Young. Larry Young is an innovator. Now, I know why I like Larry Young. Tell me why you thought of Larry Young. And you, you thought of that like right off the bat, too. Well, um... 
The organ has never been played that way. The Hammond B3 has never been played that way. I have never seen anyone play it uh, the way Larry Young had mastered it. His way of interpreting his own music. The power that he had to have in the sidemen that he had to use to be able to manifest the ideas that he he himself had as a leader. And uh, coming from a tradition that, and I came from that tradition, it was, uh, it was a part of African-American culture that I can never forget because um, I actually played in an organ group very similar to the organ groups we hear um, today and I played with them five nights a week and I played the circuit from Boston to Hartford, Connecticut to Newark. All right now there's a certain amount of mm-hmm. shorthand we use talking about things but maybe there okay. are listeners who aren't familiar. What does that mean? What does organ group mean? What does the circuit mean? Okay. What are we talking about? What was the language of okay. these groups? Okay. Uh, the organ group that I played in was a trio. And uh, this group backed up singers, backed up dancers, and also had their own, our own, um, actual show that we did, which was not really a show, but it was just playing all of the standards that we know uh, in the book for quartets or whatever. And we had an organ group um, which consisted of um, Ellsworth Grant on organ, um, the late um, Judson Watts on uh, all of the reeds, and myself on drums. And uh, it just so happened that the circuit I speak of is um, the north end of Hartford, Connecticut, um, a certain portion of Newark, New Jersey, which included the Key Club at the time, a certain part of uh, New Haven, which extended all the way down Dixwell Avenue from, I'd say, Hamden all the way into Yale, where Yale is located, downtown. And then you would go up to Springfield and you'd go almost into Boston. I say almost into Boston because uh, Boston didn't have the same kind of players that this particular circuit had. And this was, uh, this was an African-American cultural identity thing. Um, what kind of venues did you play? What kind of audience? There are clubs. There are clubs. There are clubs. And, uh, and in the clubs, uh, you would have five clubs, four or five clubs, and each club had a Hammond B3 organ in it with a Leslie Tone cabinet. And um, that was a part of, of uh, playing this music. And every Sunday afternoon... We would have battles where people would come in and they would just bet we battle each other. I mean, that was that's what what it was. I mean we played 
we played, and I'll name all the songs, we played Cherokee. Cherokee, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And we played All the Things You Are. We played I Remember April. We played uh, Moonlight in Vermont. We played a very, very hard tune, which was um, Spring Will Really Hang You Up the Most. Mm -hmm. Sunny Gets Blue, Jakey. Um, so this was not like a Jimmy Smith kind of thing. Jimmy no. Smith was a huge, huge star at the time yeah. playing organ. Mm -hmm. And there were some other, a bunch of other guys in that, like, soul, grits and gravy kind of genre. But like who? Like who? Like, you tell me Jack the one McDuff you know. Jack and, McDuff. Uh, you know, that, that, but this is this is a whole other thing, right? Yeah. This Baby is a, Face Will Let. Okay, yeah. Um, Don Patterson. Yes. He, he would get really close to it. Yeah. Um, was he? He was from. Was he from New I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Don Patterson, um, Lonnie Liston. No, yeah, no, uh, Doctor Lonnie Smith. Yes, Doctor Lonnie Smith. Yeah. Um, and there were local people that that never moved out of their cities. Bill Doggett, maybe in Philly, was he part that of that? Was really that was really early. That was really early. Yeah, that was a different. But day. he was still around. He was still around for a long time. But we didn't really yeah. consider him an organ player. Okay. We didn't consider him an organ player because that's 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 as good, that's what's going to be interesting about tonight. Okay. Um, every Sunday, people would come in and and somebody would call a tune, and it was it was like going to church from from two o'clock in the afternoon till nine o'clock at night. I mean, there would be musicians lined up getting ready to play. And there would be maybe one or two, or maybe one or two organists that could really, really play. And they would, like, test everybody. And it took me a long time to actually really be able to deal with being tested in that manner. Now, what did that mean to say an organ player could really play? How quickly did you know you were contending with one of these guys, and, and how did that show itself? Okay. The, the organ... All right. You knew you were being tested when somebody called a tune and the organist number one started off with an introduction which had nothing to do with the tune at all. And you're there trying to match a beat with it or trying to play time. And you really don't know what's gonna, jump, gonna be jumping off at all. Usually it was a saxophone player. No, usually it was a guitarist. A guitarist would call a tune. And then um, organists would go get into it. And contrary to what people thought, the organist was not playing with the pedals. He was playing with his left hand. He would only use the pedals to augment certain portions of it. And that left hand was so fast, usually, that you had to have your you had to have your wrist really ready. You had to have your arm really ready. Or otherwise, and then when you started playing the tune, half the time, in many cases, in my case, what I experienced, he would turn the time around completely, and I would be trying to hang from the hang from wherever I was, and he would be turning the time around. He'd be changing. He'd be shifting the shifting the rhythm, uh, shifting the time signatures. Um, or else just laying on it, or just laying on it while the horn player would just be taking extended extended solos, and I would have to really keep the time. And the time was really kept, for me, it was kept through my left foot and my right hand. 
because my left hand was not fast enough to be able to deal with what was going on. I just, it was just, it was like getting thrown into the deep water. And um, so that's hi hat and right hand, uh, the right symbol. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And your left hand would augment augment the tune. Yeah, it would augment the tune. But the thing about it is, your left hand had to be so incredibly fast, or else, or else you had to be able to do. What Tony Williams did. Uh, ha, ha, ha. He was yeah. playing Independence. Independence is a method of drumming that he got uh, through playing with uh, Alan Dawson, probably, and uh, Sam Rivers and Jackie McLean, those people. Uh, but uh, he could play any beat with any, with any limb. Yeah. So he wasn't only dependent on, I'm a right-hand drummer. I would be playing with my right hand. My my arm would just be getting swollen. It would just be ridiculous. Yeah. It, w- it wasn't really fast. Eventually it was like that. Yeah. What years are we talking about? 1963, 4, 5. I'm like 17, 18, 19. And I'm playing with people that have played. These people are grown men yeah. that can play, yeah. that can seriously play. And um, as I said, there were, local, there were local people that were really, really, really interesting because they were the people who were in charge of making sure that the organ was working. They were they you know they did those things they they kept the organ working they made sure that the pedals were working made sure that all the electricity and cables and everything in the, in the organ was working and they also made sure that nobody stole the organ and the instrument because you had people coming in in the afternoon at one o'clock they would like steal the organ oh which is no hard that is no to do no small thing to do anybody who's going to even try to do and that, the Leslie don't care I don't want to mess with that guy I'm not going to be the guy I'm going to be like. Go ahead. <laughs> Just take it. <laughs> I'm not stopping you. That's what's happening. If you can pick that thing up and walk out with it. So, and it was, right. you know, it's, oh, it. I don't have to. It's uh, it's always, it's not a Wurlitzer. It's not a, it's always a Hammond B3. A Hammond B3 with a Leslie Tone Cabinet. Now, what it, to you, that rolls off your tongue, and you can picture that thing exactly what it is. But paint Elaborate. a picture for the, for the listeners, yeah. All right. We're talking, by the way, this is William Hooker's our guest. Uh, this is a great thrill for me. We, the show's called Deep Focus. We Deep are Focus. setting the scene for uh, the incredible, incredible, still stunning. Innovative. Innovations of the great Larry Young. That's right. And, uh, and this is your personal experience, which is beyond anything I lived. So I'm, I'm So I have to I set the scene it. for what, what this well, is like, this what, organ? What, what this instrument is. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, first of all, it's about I would say about as long as this table. How how, how, many, how many feet is this table? Yes, yeah, so six feet. Probably. Six feet. Six feet. All right. Vertically six feet. Horizontally six feet. Yeah. Yeah. There's two tiers to it because it had it had um, notes on the top and notes on the bottom. Then it also had stops in between the the top tier. And the top a mahogany part of it. It has two sides, two sides just like this table. And underneath, you had, um, uh, what what shape would you call this? Um, yeah, like a <laughs> like a, a fan wedge, a, a wedge, shape. a yeah. wedge shape, right? Fan shape. And these yeah. are all these are all pedals that are all different sizes, and they're all attached. 
Well, it's it's to like this. a like a like a keyboard. Yeah. Of foot pedals yes. on the floor. Keyboard of foot pedals. So yeah. You've got two hand two two keyboards upper and lower for your hands and an additional keyboard with larger pedal size keys on the, the floor same setup yeah on the floor black keys white keys and those would be attached to the organ itself and the organ is electronic and and next to it all of the sound that this organ is producing this side this big monstrosity is producing is going through a um, Leslie Tone cabinet. And Leslie Tone cabinet is about five feet high, and it's this big box. It's like this big wood pillar, right? like plywood. Like yes, thick, heavy. like plywood. Yeah, with with like all these um, slits on the bottom, and inside of it, it has a um, a whirling tool, like a horn. Oh uh, yeah, a horn. Like, and you can press it, and then you could get this swirling. And that, that horn spins around like on a turntable. Yes. So you're getting simultaneously uh, kind of like a Doppler effect. <laughs> and it's it's phasing in and out as it's exactly like a time pattern. Exactly. And exactly. And you can use that at any point. You Preferably you would use it on ballads. And, um, or if you were playing to a dancer. For example, you would play Delilah. You know that song, Delilah? Uh... Tom Jones? No. <laughs> Is it Delilah? Right? And you're playing that, right? That's after you finish playing uh, All the Things You Are, or you finish playing Cherokee at a speedy, speedy pace, and then all of a sudden the dancer would come out with this big, long snake, and she'd be dancing. And then after she finished dancing... Then all of a sudden, people would want to dance. So then all of a sudden, you go into Ain't That Peculiar. Then after you finish dance, if people ain't that peculiar. Then all of a sudden, somebody would come up and they'd say, okay, let's play Milestones. And they kick Milestones off. And all of this music is all being played by this one person. Right. With either a guitar or horns and a drummer. And this one person is in charge of the... Um, the right hand, which is the chords, as well as the left hand, which is the bass. So, the bass was eliminated. Stand-up bass yes. was eliminated. That's why, when you told me you had some things, I asked, who's the bass player? And you told me the bass player, and I said, nope. <laughs> you did say that's that. That's not cutting it. You did what say did I that. Say? I got, I got ridiculous. I got ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry, Mitch. Okay. Mitch, I'm sorry. I got kind of, I, got, well, I went you, off. This is why I invited you. <laughs> I went off, didn't I? I? Did, man. <laughs> I said, no, that's not cutting it. And then, and then, and, 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 but the point is, we did that. We did that because basically in all these places, these people were really trying to make money. Sure. Which eliminates an entire person. Right. And it also makes uh, makes what you're doing, uh, uh, it's it set up in a whole genre of music. It's set up a whole genre of music. And this genre is part of the African-American um, tradition. Uh, and it's it's very profound. It's something that in my life I, I, I've experienced in. It's deep. It's in my soul. It's part of my DNA. It, it, it is. And, and um, that's the way it would work. And I would have to play. 
I would have to match sound wise because I wasn't I wasn't usually amplified. So I would have to match the organ sound, which is with pure body big topic. Now, dear listener, you're hearing William express some truth that he lived as well as his passion. When you hear William Hooker play, which, by the way, we're going to talk about this. I want to tell them they have an opportunity to hear you okay. Thursday okay. at the David Rubenstein Pavilion at Lincoln Center. Right. You're going to be playing with... Uh, A double ensemble. And, uh, and I'm performing live music and silent film to the uh, great film Body and Soul, which is Oscar Micheaux's, um, Oscar Micheaux, the great um, black filmmaker. It's a silent film from 1925, and it is the premiere of Paul Robeson in, in, dual, in, dual, in a dual role. We're, when this is, a, this is something we're going to talk about at some length later mm-hmm. in the show, mm-hmm. but uh, when they hear you play, yeah, I think it'll add a whole other layer to the experience of listening to your music, knowing about this organ playing experience so in your background. I think so, too. And I think people who only know you as a free, spontaneous, natural energy musician (laughs) will get a whole other perspective on where you're coming from, knowing about you driving the band with... uh, And Mitch, thank you for making this opportunity happen. Because if you don't, I mean, you're, you're, we're defining, we're defining something here. And this is something that not many people, they don't ask me. They just take, they just assume certain things. You can't assume things if, you know. Well, you missed, you missed the show. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, or, you know, that's who the person (laughs) is. That's why the person plays with such strength and power. Because this, this organ, it goes through your body. It yeah. goes literally through your body. Yes. And we're playing in a club. The ceiling is about as high as the ceiling right here. It's not like, you know, cacophonous. You're like in a right. church. I'm guessing you had a pretty darn hip crowd, too. Oh, yeah. If they could move with you through yeah. ballads into Charlie Parker to Miles Davis to... Yeah. They're like... These are everyday working folks, Yes, right? yes. But they're like... They have Thank a you. big vocabulary. Interesting. Interesting. For, they weren't the elite of the elite. They weren't people that, you know, uh, oh, we know this tune and we're going to catch some jazz and we're going to. No, we are going. We're gonna. It's Sunday afternoon. We're going to have a couple of drinks and and the band is going to be playing and we're just coming there to hear the band and and my wife was sitting right there all this time. She's taking all this in and and. And we would just get up there, and we would just burn for like three, four hours straight. These were the good days. These were moms and dads going out, leave the kids to go play in traffic or whatever they want to do. <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> Nobody. I couldn't even relate to that at that point. I'm 17. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up with the with the grown men up there playing without passing out. That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> okay, now in this context, yeah. along comes Larry Young. But before we yeah. talk about that, maybe we give them another little taste of Tony Williams. You're going to hear where it evolved to, and then we'll come back, and I want to hear your perspective, because you had an, this is another experience you had that I didn't have. You heard Larry Young play. Yes, I did. In the room. I want to... 
What's the what's the tune you're gonna put on? Uh, I was just gonna continue with some more of this. Uh, this we were listening this is emergency? to emergency. Um, Tony Williams' Lifetime mm-hmm. in uh, Montreux. We we're okay. listening to that was 1971. Yes. Uh, not exactly the uh, Larry Young experience you had in mind. Maybe we can move closer to that through the course right. of the show. We're okay. here with you till 9 p.m. Yeah. But uh, let's go. Yeah. I didn't. We didn't announce who this group is. This is kind of the second iteration of Lifetime. Um, the band had been around three, four years, mm-hmm. and a couple of people had moved on. But thankfully, Larry Young was not one of them. He's still in the band, uh, and now it's uh, Junie Booth is playing bass. Um, Stand up or electric? Sounds like electric to me. But you tell me. You'll hear it. All right. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm asking that question because I. That's an. That's an essential point. That's yeah. an essential point, um, yeah. and I'll I'll explain to you why that's an essential point in terms of my own way I hear music later. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, we got Tony Williams on drums, of course. Right. Ted Dunbar is a guitarist, and Warren Smith is you sure? percussion. Guitarist. Gu- Ted Dunbar. So? Yeah, guitarist Tim Br- Ted Dunbar, but I, I don't know so. if Warren was with that group. I think so. Yeah, I, I'm hearing really textbook Warren Smith. Tune oh, percussion and okay. stuff. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Let's go. Let's go. Yes. Let's go. All right. We're going to come back and I'm going to ask you about uh, about the, the presence of Larry Young that you experienced. I'm going to take you there. <laughs> I'm going to take you there. <laughs> All right. Uh, really? Okay. Uh, back to. I was born to take you there. Yes. <laughs> yes. You are in the right place, listeners. This is where you want to be. I'm Mitch Goldman. The show is Deep Focus. William Hooker is our guest, and this is live. Music you won't find anywhere else. Tony Williams' Lifetime at Montreux, 
You are listening to WKCR, WKCR FM New York. I'm Mitch Goldman. We are entering hour two of the three-hour program we're going to do tonight. You have been hearing a live, unreleased recording of Tony Williams' Lifetime in Montreux, 1971. In where? Montreux. Oh, excuse me, sir. Montreux. I got you. Montreux. (laughs) That's what I would say. Yeah, go. William Hooker is my guest. We call this show Deep Focus, and our focus is actually on the man who's playing organ here, Larry Young. Right. And uh, I want to ask you, you you did an amazing job painting the picture of the organ trio. The culture. Culture, yes. Yeah. Of that period. But, uh, and I want to ask you about your experience actually being in the room with Larry Young playing. Mm -hmm. But uh, maybe we should give him one more taste of something before we dive into that. Please. Shall we? Yes. Um... You're going to be listening to something I brought up to the station. The station probably has. It's called Of Love and Peace. Um, this record is um, featuring Eddie Gale on trumpet, James Spaulding, alto sax and flute, Herbert Morgan on tenor sax, Larry Young on organ, and Larry, this is Larry, Young, Larry Young's own record, and he has two drummers. Wilson Mormon III and Jerry Thomas on drums, and uh, this is on Blue Note. Um, we're going to play the fourth piece. It's called Falak. Deep focus on Larry Young on yes. WKCR. Of Love and Peace. Of Love and Peace. It's a deep focus from February of 2014. William Hooker, my guest, fantastic drummer William Hooker, talking about Larry Young. And you know that because you just listened to part one. You've got two more parts of this one, two more one-hour parts. You can find them and over 130 other episodes as uh, over 10,000 people have done. We just passed that milestone. You can find us on your favorite podcasting app at uh, Deep Focus. Or you can go to our hosting site, which is mitchgoldman.podbean.com. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. And if you do make it over there or your favorite podcasting site, we would love it if you would give us a click, say you like us or five stars or whatever your system gives, because that's going to help people who don't know about the show find it. And we really want people who will enjoy this music to know about it. So that'll make a big difference. It's something you can do. We don't ask for money. We ask for your time and attention. And we ask for a like. Click on a like button. Don't cost you nothing. Hope you don't mind. Okay, anyway, uh, enjoy the rest of the show. There's tons more stuff coming. Hours and hours going up every week. And you can find out about it all by following us along on Instagram. We are Deep Focus Podcast. And uh, get some cool conversations going there about the shows, people commenting getting photos of the artists, which we procure for you and find out about upcoming shows. So we'll see you over there at Instagram. Enjoy these rest of the show. This is, they're like my children.
They're all my favorites, including this one. All right. See you next.